Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today, we are joined by Mr. Gabriel, a.k.a. Gabby Friedlander, CEO of Wiser, a cybersecurity education provider. Gabby, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me to talk to you today. It's my pleasure. Hey, you're doing something that I think is uh, really important. Um, you're providing services that... Um, help companies educate their people in terms of how to uh, prepare or prevent cyber attacks. Is that correct? That's accurate. So before we dive into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and um, how what you were doing in the past led you to, uh, to start uh, Wiser? Sure. So uh, prior to Wiser, I founded another company called Observit. So this is what I was doing for the past uh, almost 14 years. It's been a long time, a long ride. Um, Observit was an insider threat solution. So we basically were monitoring what people were doing inside the company and trying to figure out if they were putting the company at risk. Most of the time it was not intentional, but still people you know, are putting the company at risk by doing mistakes. So we were dealing a lot with different things that people were doing. And for me, um, moving on after Observe It, it was a natural progression to go from um, monitoring them and trying to prevent what they're doing to educating them not to do that in the first place. Um, Observe It was sold recently to Proofpoint, so they acquired Observe It. And uh, for me, Wiser was just a natural progress. So. I've been dealing with the human behavior aspect for the past, you know, at least 15 years, I would say. And that's interesting because I think there's an overwhelming consensus that the weakest link in the cybersecurity chain is the, the human element. Um, it's also one of the easiest to um, maybe correct or strengthen given the right tools or training. So, mm -hmm. but training and education can be can mean a lot of different things to many people, and there are different viewpoints on what's effective and what's not. Tell us a little bit about uh, Wiser's approach. Yeah, so you know, I have this crazy vision um, that one day we all be able to go online without uh, getting scammed. I know that it's very far fetched. Uh, in the current situation, it's just getting worse, unfortunately. But hopefully, one day this will happen and. Our mission is to, you know, in small steps, get there. And one of the ways that I think we differentiate ourselves in the market is that we believe that it's not about protecting the companies, but it's more about protecting the people. So instead of, you know, trying to talk to people about all day long about how we should protect our company from a phishing attack, we should be talking to them about how they can avoid a job scam or how can they avoid a fake check scam? Now, the reason for that is when you make something personal, then people relate to that better. 
And that's usually the way you make them change their behavior. You know, when it becomes personal, when you talk about, um, I usually don't even say cybersecurity as much. I usually talk about online safety because it's much more approachable for most people. They don't, you know, when you think about cybersecurity for the average person, it sounds like, you know, a job that pays well. Um, <laughs> they don't usually think about it in terms of it's related to them. So I think what's missing today is something that we can talk to people, you know, at the same level and simplify it. Um, and like I said, make it personal because when you take, for example, a job scam, you know, when people apply for a job, but they basically, um, are, you know, getting hired by a scammer and not only they're stealing all their, you know, personal information that they're filling to, you know, to, to start working like the bank account, social security number and all of that. Um, in many cases also they uh, lose money without getting into it right now, but you know, they pay for stuff that they would never, re they will never get reimbursed. Now, when you look at this type of scam, you will see that it includes, for example, a phishing link. Now, people tend to think about phishing in, in, in the terms of email, but in reality, it's everywhere, right? It's on social media. They may have seen that in a site like Indeed, like a job searching site. So they may applied for a job that was, you know, listed by scammers. So when you break, when you tell a story, that is personal, you can also teach people the fundamentals of, you know, of what a cyber attack looks like. But then they apply all of that to work as well, because it's the same concepts, you know, you get a mail or, or a call from, you know, somebody, you know, you have to verify them, you have to make sure the process is right. So all of those things can be taught in a, in a better way. This is sort of, you know, our take on, on online safety. And I think this is what makes us unique. And also, we understand that people have a very, very short attention span. Um, even when they are, you know, learning something, they're distracted all the time. This is just, you know, the world we live in right now. We're distracted constantly with all these notifications. And, and uh, it's just hard to get back and concentrate. So you have about a minute to grab their attention. So just like... Instagram stories and TikTok, all of our videos are one minute long. You know, we don't have to include the history of cybersecurity, you know, but it's really about what is the scam or what is the problem we're trying to address and, you know, one thing or two things that you want people to remember. And we have a lot of those short videos, but the approaches, micro-training, micro-learning, um, which works really well because it's very similar to the way people consume, you know, videos today. Like I said, you know, with all these social media uh, videos, um, it's really about being short and to the point. Yeah. So we'll jump into the uh, specific specifics of those videos in a second, but to back up a second, mm -hmm. um, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's amazing if you go into an organization and say, who here is responsible for cybersecurity? And they'll look to you know, one person in the back of the room and say, he's our cybersecurity guy. And we're like, uh-uh-uh, it's everybody's job, right? It's everybody's exactly. responsibility and everybody needs to be aware. And, and, and a lot of times the, there's this uh, perception that cybersecurity and cyber attacks are this super, you know, super slick, uh, 
high-tech James Bond kind of thing. And mm-hmm. in reality, oftentimes it could be even just a thumb drive. Somebody slips in and inadvertently download, downloads mm-hmm. uh, some malware or something, right? So just mm-hmm. teaching people what to be aware of and it teaching them, it, spreading the message that it's everybody's responsibility. That said, mm-hmm. I also like what you said that if I come in and say, hey guys, we're going to do cybersecurity training. It's all your responsibility. A lot of people are like, oh man, really? I got, I got stuff to do. But if you make it personal mm-hmm. and say, you know, we're just going to give you some pointers that um, will help you to protect your identity, to protect your, your data, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's about you. And I, I totally agree that, and see that that approach works. In fact, I mean, it works for me. If somebody says, hey, Mark, I'm going to show you how to do something better or, or how to protect yourself, I'm all in. If it's about the company, hope my boss isn't listening, I'm not always <laughs> sold, right? But um, so... so Okay, now you've got their you've got their um, attention, right? You say, look, we're going to give mm-hmm. you some um, some tips on how to protect yourself, to protect your data, etc., like that. Mm. Now you get into these. You called it. What'd you call it? A micro training. So these are one minute yeah. one minute videos, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about some mm-hmm. of the different topics uh, of these videos. So we cover all the topics. I think the main thing is that every time you don't try to squeeze as much information as possible because. It goes back to, you know, I, I see ourselves more like a media company than just a training company. When you do training, it sounds like long and it will include a lot of things. But in reality, if you look at marketers, for example, um, you know, we're sold every day and we see ads, whether it's on online or on TV, they are short. So they can actually make a point within about 30 seconds. It is possible. Now, the more information you add, my attention is now split. So I forget. It's like, it's like telling me, remember this 20 numbers. Now, I have to remember all of them. It's so hard. But when you tell me, remember three numbers, okay, I'll remember them. So every video is focused. You know, we can take a very complicated topic, but we break it down to small segments. And every segment deals with, with one thing that we want the people to remember. And if there is one key takeaway that you want people to go to go with, so, so they remember that. And then you allow them to control the pace because it's hard to learn, you know, um, continuously sit down and look. Maybe you watch the video, you take a break, you go drink water, you come back or whatever it is, or maybe you're binge watching it, you know, one after the other, it's up to you. But it's really about the, you know, that one one key takeaway every time so people actually know what to do and remember and it's very very effective when you when you do it that way at least you know what we see totally agree with you um but do give me some specific examples of topics that you cover yeah give us well we talk about yeah again the same uh what is phishing what is smishing what is vishing what is wire fraud how to you know how to avoid wire fraud but again usually we try to come at it uh, with different titles so instead of just saying you know um you know what is fishing or what is vishing we can talk about um you know in in the aspect of wire fraud or w- instead of roman scam we'll talk about you know are you dating a scammer <laughs> or or for a job scam you know my employee scammed me you know, so every time we create a video, we try to make it sort of viral, you know, so people will emotionally also connect to this to this topic. And so are, um, and are you developing ahead. these topics uh, in house? Is this something that um, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
I've been in a yeah, so basically we have to, right? Yeah. The thing is, you know, it's so easy to outsource this, um, but it requires passion. Mm. Honestly, like you have to, you have to want to to deliver a message, not just to cover a topic. You want to make sure people understand. So you know, we we whiteboard and we think about it. It's sort of like every video we're making is almost like you know, like an ad, like. Did we deliver the message? Did people understand? We, we want to make sure that the message came across, people know what to do. So if we're talking about verification codes, for example, you know, how do you, how do you talk about it in the context where people will share it? So for example, we spoke about how this house, this or by the way, I always love telling real stories. So, you know, I talked about how, and this is a real story, how, how a friend, um, is by the way, he's from the security space, but he was busy with his kid. He got a phone call from the um, from the credit company, telling them, telling from the fraud division, obviously, telling him that they saw a fraudulent transaction of an iPhone and so. And they asked him if the you know if it's him. He said no. We'll cancel it. Okay, thank you. Hold on. We'll send you a code. Please verify that it's you. He sent them the code. And basically what really happened is that somebody uh, was resetting his password and a code was sent to him and he needed to read it back. But it was the perfect social engineering. And he wow. at that time was you know, <laughs> under pressure. But when you tell, and again, it can happen to anyone because what cyber criminals are focusing on is exploiting your emotions, not your technical skills. You know, yeah. if somebody was to call me and while my kids were at school and say, hey, this is from, you know, this is the nurse and something happened to your kid. You know, at that point, I don't really think about cyber scam. You know, right. I'm like, OK, what happened? So they caught him, you know, off guard and he was scammed. Yeah. It, ha it, it can happen to everyone. That's why it's also important for people to understand that, you know, we talk about the weakest link, but it can happen to anyone. And in, if people were trained, they can still be victims. Right. It's like, you know. It's not always their fault. I, I get uh, emails. I get emails. I don't know once or twice a month from my boss uh, or somebody pretending to be my boss, saying, "Hey, um, I urgently need you to send me this." Um, yeah. Or and it's like, come on, man. But uh, you know, they've got an email address that looks very, very close. They obviously yeah. know, you know, his name, his title, and they'll probably send it to everybody in the company or as many addresses as they have. Yeah. And somebody might respond. We had one where it was oh, like, uh, um, yeah. hey, um, I, I need you to go and buy a bunch of these uh, gift cards and, 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 and yep. deliver them to the customer ASAP. Can you take care of it today? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people yeah. will be like, oh, the boss says I got to go, right? And uh, you, yeah. you don't, you don't, yeah. So this stuff happens, and it, like you said, they prey on your emotions, that sense of urgency, that oh, oh my god, culture. Been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because the culture in the U.S. and in many other places is to do what your boss told you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so those cultures, you know, like verifying that your boss is actually your boss, it's not in our habits. No, it's not right. something we can do. Even, <laughs> you know, culturally, we are better responding and doing something fast to an urgent request than thinking we're going to get scammed. This is not something we're used to. Yep. So... Yeah, everybody can be fooled. And it's really a matter of continuously teaching that and giving examples and also making people understand that it can happen to anyone, you know? So it's, so it's very important. No, you're, you're making really good points. 
Tell us a little bit about the types of companies that you work with and how you engage with them. I mean, do they just come to your website or do you uh, proactively contact them? Um, I mean, how, how does it work? Sure. So uh, we started about a year and a half ago, like the company and about earlier this year, we started to actually, you know, we launched it and, and told people about it. And since then we have over 6,000 organizations using our product. Now uh, we have a free version and a paid version. Obviously most of the customers are using the, the free version, which actually it's a great offering because it includes the learning management system that we developed and it includes the videos and you can track that employees have, you know, watched the videos and took the quizzes and all of that is free. So where, where's, that, where's that available at? Is that It's at wiser-training.com, wiser with a Z, W-I-Z-E-R-training.com. Um, and we don't, we don't market, we didn't, we didn't, it's mostly word of mouth. And what we do do is a lot of social media. So all of our, many of our videos, we share them on LinkedIn and other social networks. And we're trying, like I said, we're trying to, you know, fulfill that vision that we have where it's a basic life skill and everybody should be trained. It's not fair that only people that can pay for that should have this skill. And unfortunately, school doesn't do a good job at, you know, training our kids about this type of stuff, educating our kids. So we did a lot of videos that are um, totally free, not even gated. You don't even have to sign up. You can just go to our website and go to social media. And, you know, we post on a daily basis and we share tips. So that really created a lot of uh, brand awareness and led to a lot of people um, believing in what we believe in and, you know, and sign up and, and use the free version. And some companies uh, convert to paying customers if they need, for example, phishing simulation, if they need um, gamification and some of the more advanced stuff that we have. But um, the bulk of our training is, you know, a big part of it is free. That's awesome. And, and by the way, I've, I've watched several of the videos. Super impressive, high quality, um, to the point, memorable, entertaining. I mean, nobody wants to go and sit and listen to a 30-minute, you know, kind of monotone speech about cybersecurity and, and, and all those other subtopics. Well, I won't say nobody. There are, there are a few people out there, very special people that love that kind of stuff. But for the, for the most part, most people just want to just tell me the information, make it easy for me to remember, yeah. and then let's get on with our day. And uh, you've, done a, you've done an excellent job with that. I mean, they, again, they're, they're entertaining, fun, but um, very succinct and to the point. And yeah, it's very helpful. Um, so you mentioned the most of your uh, your customers or your the organizations that you're working with they're working they're just using your free content um, mm -hmm. and, then, and then you have a paid version the paid version does that work like on a subscription or how does it yeah. work yeah number we call of... it the wise we call it the wiser boost okay and it's basically uh, like most of the other solution it's based on the amount of users you have so there's a different you know pricing level depends on the amount of users that you're training. Um, and it includes some of the more advanced, um, I would say, training like uh, compliance training, um, HIPAA, CCPA, GDPR, um, some more advanced security training like um, insider threat, um, stuff like that. Now, is so that that's is, included? Is that also in the one minute? Uh, uh, would you call it micro micro classes? Yeah, every, everything. Look, it's a format. You know if. We believe that people's attention is short, so we won't make anything more than two minutes because... Yeah, but, 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 but GDPR is, is... 
I mean, if you can, oh, if, you can if you can summarize you GDPR in two minutes, dude, you you are a genius, man. <laughs> so look, first of all, we, we did it. Okay. And second, it's composed out of, like I said, it's out of, you know, so the GDPR is five videos of a minute and a half each. So what is GDPR? We did it in a minute. Like, again, you break down a topic. Yep. So we have the principle of GDPR is one is one thing. Then GDPR for marketers is another. Then GDPR in general, what is GDPR? And like you break it down to the different components. But again, remember, we're talking about awareness, right? So it's not GDPR for practitioners, which obviously they need to know every aspect of the law because they're going to be implementing it. Here, we're talking about the, the employee. They don't need to know everything about the GDPR. They just need to know what's related to them. Okay, what do you want me to do? I'm not. So, do you really want to teach me everything about GDPR? Is that really important? No, right? It's like, what am I supposed to do now? Now that GDPR is in effect, what am I supposed to do? How should I, like, how does my job differ now than before? That's what they want to know. Excellent. And that's what we do. No. So we focus on those parts instead of trying to give you the brief history of why even GDPR was created. There is it not a brief history of, <laughs> of why GDPR was. I've done that presentation. Yeah. That's a that's a full day deal, man. But um, no, that's that's I, I, again, I, I totally and for the right audience, which is most people, that's all they need. Unless you're like the CSO, the CISO, the compliance officer, yeah. the DPO. Then you go and then that, you go to specific training, exactly. which is different. More skill based. Exactly. So when you go to that level, you go to skill based when you like, you know, you learn it, deep dive in order to be able to implement it. Well, but uh, I, I, I did, I spent some time poking around your site and I, I also noticed that you have something called an ambassador program. Um, yep. Explain how that works. So an ambassador program, um, that's a, by the way, that's a, that's a really great uh, method to, um, that's to create a security, a security culture in the organization, you know, and that's a big difference because we talk about security in general. Oh, we like it's it's about culture, and it's not easy to create that culture. So when you do a security, uh, when you do an ambassador program, basically, essentially, what you're doing is you are finding influencers in your organization. Going back to that concept of marketers, so now you're putting your marketer hat, your security marketer hat. And you're finding who are the influencers in this organization. You know, it doesn't have to be managers. Influencers are people that you know people have to talk to, look up to, um, listen to, and you basically make them your security awareness ambassadors. What does what does that mean? It means that um, you work with them. They don't have to know. They don't have to be you know security practitioners or you know it's all about expectations. They have to be sort of the the bridge between those individual teams and if they have a question or if there's a project they're working on and they need to know, for example, um, whether to secure it or not, they have somebody inside the organization that can go to the security team and talk to them about it and see if there's any, any need to do anything. Um, those ambassadors are getting trained. They have special training where, you know, when we were in offices, you go to a room with bagels and they talk and you bring speakers and you um, teach them more about Again, how to uh, also secure their personal lives and their kids. So, you know, a handful of people that you work with, and eventually these people help to create that culture inside the company. You can also use them, for example, to create some spear phishing emails because they know which project 
the company is working on, their teams are working on. So instead of spamming them with phishing emails that you know are generic, here is another UPS as if they didn't get a hundred of those already. Now you're sending them another phishing simulation about Amazon or about Facebook. This is like almost annoying. So instead of that, you, you can now create maybe a phishing, a phishing email about a project they're working on. And you can then talk to them about it after you, you know, you created that, uh, that simulation, you know, about the results, why we fell for it, what do we need? But then again, you have those ambassadors that help you. No, I think so it's, sort of like- it's huge. Um, anytime you try to do any adoption change management in any organization, you need to kind of create a critical mass of awareness uh, exactly. and, and, and subject matter expertise, and then you create momentum and then, and then sooner or later, a broader audience gets pulled into it and you get this forward momentum and pretty soon everybody's, you know, everybody's doing what they should be doing. Um, and isn't that like fashion, isn't like that fashion influencers, yeah. not all fashion influencers are, you know, fashion experts. They just, maybe love fashion. They love to dress, whatever it is, but they influence others. Right. So you don't have to be an expert in something. You just need to be interested enough to be, you know, appreciated by others or, you know, looked up to. Absolutely. Hey, another thing I, I saw on your site that I, I think is really cool is the Wiser, Wiser Stories. Oh, yep. So this is another, <laughs> so this is another great, this is a new feature, but I, I see this more than a feature because basically what it is, you know, we have discussions like this. And on social media, I'm very, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and there are some amazing discussions going on on LinkedIn. But the thing is that, you know, I felt that we're talking to ourselves. Like, what if we can, you know, take some of those conversations? Because not everything is applicable to, you know, the average person. They won't understand, you know, like they, they, maybe they will understand, but they don't care about everything we have to say. But Let's say we talk about how somebody avoided a, I don't know, a mortgage or somebody was, you know, scammed, you know, they lost their house or whatever it is. We can take that conversation and feed that into our security awareness system where people can, you know, now be exposed to it. So basically what we're doing every day, we're curating um, discussions that are happening on social media that we think that are relevant um, to everyday people like Craigslist scams. And there's tons of them all over social media. So we're, you know, picking, handpicking them, and then we're creating this daily feed, yep. which people can, it's an option, it's optional, it's not training, it's optional content, where people that log into our system can now basically browse and see what people on social media are talking about. So it doesn't feel like training because it's not really training. These are posts and you can also see the comments and see, you can participate in the discussion. So it's really cool, you know, it's bridging that gap between security experts on social media and the average person in order to make sure that all those great things we talk about on social media don't stay between us, you know, they expand the security community. Right, and I, for me, depending on the quality of the form, one of the best ways to learn, again, depending on the form or the topic, is that UGI, that user-generated content, or excuse me, UGC, mm-hmm. uh, because yep. you get subject matter experts or who are who are kind of moderating or responding, or you get people like mm-hmm. me who are like, I got a question, but I don't know who to ask. And wow, that's, you know, exactly. five, five other people have already asked the same question. And, yeah. and, and you know, and so it's, because, it, you know, a lot of us are thinking the same stuff, but where do we go? And, and, and I mean, it sounds like a great, a great opportunity for people to kind of learn. 
also kind of uh, you're also just creating more awareness as well and that awareness thing is is huge you know um let me let me let me switch um kind of gears here for a second tell me a little bit of, more about the business uh, in terms of do you work through partners do you work so we both on? yeah we work we we work both through partners and so Again, we're a young company, and part of it is, uh, you know, we're still figuring out what works best for us. For now, it looks like a lot of things work good for us, which is <laughs> confusing, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, we work with partners, um, MSPs and MSSPs. We've also started to work with insurance companies that provide our solution to their insurers. Um, we obviously also sell direct. Um, we, we never, you know, we try not to have any conflict, so obviously... Um, if a deal comes in and a partner is working, you know, uh, on it, so we'll never sell directly to that company. Um, but basically because we're a young company, we're still figuring out what works best for us. Like, but like I said, you know, we're, we're in hyper growth, so <laughs> it's, it's good, but it's also confusing. You know, we don't want to, we, we want to serve best the customers and our partners. And I, I noticed on your site, I think I noticed a few different flags. Does that mean you have the content in different languages or is that part of the roadmap? Yep. Yeah, so we have it in, uh, we have it in, we have about seven or eight languages, English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, Hebrew, which is my mother tongue, um, and some other languages, but yeah. And we're adding more as needed. Um, it goes back to this, you know, everyone has to, everyone, is entitled to to this training you know it's not something to to being educated and we do a lot of activity like i said also for kids as well so we have an entire section about um online safety for kids and it includes videos and and guides for parents like you know the technology uh, agreements uh between kids and their parents and questions to ask and all of that and how to control different apps and how to monitor your kids uh, uh, online activity. So a lot of and that's totally open, not gated at all. That's that's huge right now, especially with all the kids schooling from home, parents working from home. Um, and, you know, because if you're in a corporate environment, you're in the school, you think you're protected to some some degree by different firewall settings, uh, you know, different security settings, etc. But when you're at home, maybe you don't have those settings. Maybe you're just using your Wi-Fi. Maybe it's an unsecured Wi-Fi. And who knows what the kids are doing? I mean, that's a mm -hmm. concern for probably every parent in the world right now, knowing that there's a lot of good content out there and there's a lot of um, not so good content out there. And there's also people out there looking to pray. Not, I, mean, I don't mean it. Just trying to get no, information from anybody. Right. Exactly. Right. So um, so that's that's kids identity. Kids identity is the most valuable identity because it's clean so as a criminal i can take that identity and i can build on top of it right so and and i think parents give too much credit to their kids because they think they are very you know technology advanced but what they don't get is like you know what we began with is that cyber criminals attack emotions right yeah so if i'm gaming if i'm playing it's very easy to fool me you know, yep. I can get tokens for free. I can get cheats. I can talk to somebody that looks like, you know, he's my friend. It's just the easiest thing because they're still emotionally, um, you know, 
not strong enough in terms to understand even what's happening. And it's there's some like so there are horrible stories. I don't want to like depress anyone there out there, but it can ruin kids' life. So and parents, I think, are not totally aware to that. You know, they think that their kids they don't even know, like for example, what Discord is, and they don't know about the different apps that kids are using and sexting, which is huge, unfortunately, you know, like one out of four kids has been sexted, you know, either received or sent nude pictures of minors. And, and this is just, you know, this, this is something that parents need to know what to ask, you know, just to tell their kids, don't talk to strangers. It's not enough anymore. No, that's it's huge. And, totally and, and, and being a parent, I got to say, um, it's top of mind. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes we're, we're fighting a, a losing battle because the educators are giving all the kids computers, the kids, uh, they, they don't bring home books anymore. And, and so you, yeah. have to, you have to give them access. At the same time, how do you control it? And, and you don't want to be looking over their shoulder all the time. You can't be looking over their shoulder all the time. And then they got mm-hmm. their phones and they, you know, so it's like, ah, you know, if you can solve that problem in a, in a, with a... And who's six, teaching us? Who's guiding us? No wiser one. is, right? Wiser is guiding us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope. That's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. But the reality is, that school is not teaching the kids about it. Nope. Parents are uneducated. The school doesn't know. About this. I mean, I mean, you don't know. This is, all this eighty percent of the schools around the world were, were, you know, using Zoom, and then the Zoom bombing started, yeah. right? And that's just one little yeah. thing, right? So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, we're in a whole brave new world here, and um, and I know that. I actually, I'm going to watch a couple of the, the, those videos on on those specific topics uh, when we're done here. Um, well, let me, I mean, we've been going on here for a while. Uh, I don't want to go on too long, but what's, what's in the roadmap for you? What, what exciting things do you want to talk about uh, that we should be looking out from, uh, from Wiser in the near future? So first of all, I think we're going to, you know, it's really about where we put our attention. It's not features, you know, I love to talk about roadmap. I can say like, we're going to do a lot of things around roadmap. We're going, we have gamification. We're going to have more of that. We're going to have more of a lot of things, but for me, it's like focusing on getting the message across. So it's playing around with different type of content, um, checking that people respond well, working with the community, you know, making sure that what we're doing is actually impacting in a good way. That's sort of my roadmap, you know, making sure that we're not just delivering, um, you know, um, compliance training and 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 just generating revenues um, even though it's important um, I think you know this will be a result of are we actually making a dent in this community in this society this is my passion I really hope that we will be able to in and, and you know to get people to tell us that we help them like that's for me the biggest thing. And we're going to do a lot of things. You know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to do more YouTubes. We're going to do more uh, videos. We're going to do more games. We're going to do more interaction with the community. Um, honestly, we're going to try it all. Anything that will drive results, which, and the result is that people tell us, hey, you helped us. Well, that, I think that's, you're, that's you're definitely on the right path and you've made some amazing progress. And um, I uh, have, We'll, we'll be watching more of your videos and sharing them as often as possible. Hey, Gabby, I really appreciate you coming on Secure Talk today and uh, wish you the best and brightest for the remainder of 2020 and uh, look forward to crossing paths with you someday soon. Thank you. I enjoy talking to you. 
Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.